It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at ClipIt.tv or check them on Twitter at ClipItTV. You're listening to BGN Radio. Brady, back one more time. He goes and fires, and it is intercepted. Intercepted, running with it is Jenkins. Up the near sideline. Cuts back at the 30. At the 40. At the 50. Malcolm Jenkins is going 99 yards. Full touchdown. It is episode number 229, and we thank you for joining us, as always, right here on BGNRadio.com and BleedingGreenNation.com. Everybody on Facebook, hello. Uh, we thank you for tuning in once again, as it is a, another raucous, I don't know, I, I guess a, a thinning CB uh, free agent market is happening. Jason Kelsey is still here, and somehow the Seahawks are open to trading Richard Sherman just like that in a, in a matter of 24 hours. So things are changing still quickly here. Uh, it is John Barchard once again. Of course, uh, the lovely, the beautiful Mr. James Seltzer. What's happening, my friend? How are you? I'm just happy we don't have to worry about you going into a seizure with that open. Well, it hey. was much more contained than Elshon Jeffrey Nation, which was we'll amazing. And I still loved it. It was amazing. But uh, If they trade for Richard Sherman in the middle of this podcast, we, oh, might, ha- we, might, have, we might have some, say, some excitement going yeah, there. And have to that, scrap everything and start all over. It's going to be interesting. The, the Richard Sherman thing is a very... Very, very interesting discussion. Yes, and we'll get into that as as much as I will get into Vince Quinn's underwear Ooh. drawer. What is happening, my friend? How are you, sir? Well, in that drawer, you don't want to know. <laughs> that, was a ba- that sounded dirtier for a second. It was, a ba- it was like, no, I, it's very I dirty. There's a lot of stains, and I'm ashamed. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and belated we birthday boy. Skid Marks Quinn. Yes. Skid Marks Quinn. Uh, belated birthday boy himself, Mr. Jack Fritz. What is happening, sir? How are you? Kendrick's in a three. 
for Richard Sherman? Fair? Fair or not fair? fair. I mean, who says no? Who says no? Who says no to that? <laughs> exactly. Well, we uh, we thank you wherever you are turning in. And uh, again, whether that's on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, and now on TuneIn, uh, please rate, subscribe, review. The five-star reviews do go a very long way to get the podcast out there. You guys have been doing a fantastic job with that. And we do have to steal the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast bit where we start reading reviews because there are a lot of good ones out there. So the more creative I think you get with them, whether it's good or bad, uh, I, I think we we got to start reading some of those. They have off. to be yeah. five stars. We're, we're not yeah. <laughs> five, star, five stars. And only and way that's we it. only way we read them is if they're five stars. Yeah, so bash us, but also keep it five stars, exactly. and everybody yeah, wins. Perfect. It's there a really clever idea. And we're not above <laughs> stealing anything from anybody. Yeah, that's so very just so true. Everybody knows very that. true, and we appreciate that very much. Also, if you go on to the Patreon.com, these beautiful faces that you see in front of us, who have been uh, you know working very hard this off season. Teron Davenport has been doing the same. Ben Natan. All of those guys traveling all over the place, staying up where, you know, it's 10 o'clock, we're going till 2 a.m. or whatever happens, that really helps support uh, the show. Plus, it gives you a lot of added bonuses. We have tiers from, uh, you know, $1 all the way up to $25. And I got to tell you, the $25 package is becoming very popular. It's crazy. So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be coming on the podcast throughout the season. But And we thank you for, for that kind that. of support. But there's also... It's awesome. We can't tell you how much we thank you. A lot of different bonus content that's going on. So you'll see behind the scenes uh, of what's going on. Some pictures and following on social media plus bonus podcasts uh, and uh, of course as always it benefits you guys it benefits us and 25 percent of that goes to no kid hungry it's a fantastic organization to help kids find their next meal and set up programs in schools and uh, for families and things of, of that sort so we were able to donate some money to them this month hopefully we can keep that going as well uh, and before we get into the Richard Sherman talk I wanted to talk about uh, our, our good friend uh, Marcus here who has got uh, you know it, because it's hard to kind of find somebody that is going to get your body in shape. I am one of those guys that is teetering on, you know, we, we live a busy lifestyle, and I'm not exactly sure where to go from day to day. I don't know how to plan my meals out sometimes. Sometimes I'm just gorging and eating, you know, one meal a day. But fortunately for you, all those crazy workout programs, those personal trainers are so overpriced. And the owner of Body Mind Management, Marcus, he's, he's one of our good friends. He's a loyal listener, wants to cut the crap out. He's a university student as well as an Eagles fan himself who studies uh, physiotherapy along with personal training, and he decided to use his knowledge for studying the uh, to uh, create an affordable solution for guys like you and me and everybody else that's listening to this podcast who are just starting out and trying to find out those advanced you know uh, lifters and challenges and intense workouts or killer workouts without having to break the bank. So go check him out at bodymindmanagement.com/shop and use the code BGN15. At the checkout, you get 15% off of a six-week workout program complete with diverse, structured, and intense workouts for your entire body. So it's it's mind, body, and soul with our friend Marcus, and definitely go check him out. But uh, I, I don't know how to feel about the Seahawks kind of dangling Richard Sherman. Now, this came from from Lombardi, so I don't, I don't know. Like, Lombardi says a lot of different things. We have to keep that in mind as well. But, James, would the Seahawks seriously be thinking about getting rid of one of the best corners in the league, even though he kind of had a so-so year last year. Yeah, I think they are. Uh, I mean, at least I believe that they would be. Uh, he's about to turn 29, I believe, at the end of this month. Um, so, you know, as far as cornerbacks go in the NFL, and don't get me wrong, he's still at the top of his game, prime, probably the number one best cornerback in the league right there. You know, there are a few guys you can put in there with Peterson and a few others. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think that he, you have to start thinking about when guys are at that level of their career when they're making that kind of money 
you know, this is the time where you have to start thinking, all right, like, is this person a, a long-term answer for us or do we need to try and get what we can get for him? And, and look, I don't think, ultimately, I don't think they trade him, but to believe that they're at least seeing what's out there on the market, considering his contract and age and, you know, potential slope downward eventually. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I should probably turn my mic back on. Uh, right. We could hear you through the <laughs> other mics. It's like a fun kind of. Uh, Wee. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, I, I, Jack. I know you Hello. were saying. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know you're saying Kendrick's in a third, but is that really what you would be comfortable giving up with, or like would I you kind being, of bring the boat? I was being pretty facetious, but yeah, of course. Um, I'll give up Kendrick's for like a ham sandwich. <laughs> I don't know what I'll give up for Sherman because you know he's always been that corner that relies upon. Good, good safety help. He's never been a great athlete, so as, so as soon as he loses that step, he might take a big step back playing playing wise. I didn't realize he's only two years younger than Revis. Like I thought he was way younger. Like Revis is only thirty one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he's he's done. Like I don't off, think, off a yeah. cliff. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like I feel like cornerbacks lose it. Like once they lose that step, and I, I think Sherman could be there. With all that being said, I don't think they move him. I think that they are viewing this as let's. Ta- it's like. It's kind of like the Malcolm Jenkins. Like it's the Malcolm Jenkins thing. Like the Malcolm Jenkins thing. I don't really believe. I think they were just seeing maybe if they could get something for him, what would it be? Like, I think the same kind of thing. I don't. I don't buy nah, Lombardi. You know, ever since he's been on this anti-process thing, I've kind of you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're moving on from it, as he says yeah. with a Sixers shirt on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 kind of the crazy thing about a lot of this stuff too. And, and obviously, we'll get into a larger larger cornerback discussion here, Vince. But. You know, I I don't see, and that's and and especially with losing steps. And James is right; like you're not exactly sure when that's ever going to happen. Could happen in the next year or two. Could happen. It could happen this year. And Richard Sherman was never like built as a, a as a speed guy or anything like that. I mean, it's it's psychological. It's physical. It's it's all that. I mean, you know, the the four six kind of <laughs> explains itself. So when, once you lose some of those steps that are going on through there, I I think it's just with everything that's going on, GMs all around the league are betting on. The draft class, and and what the corner is going to be, and maybe that's it's, and it makes me nervous as far as the Eagles go. But as far as Richard Sherman goes, it, it makes even more sense to not touch it by anybody. Yeah, and you know the thing is, I am the world's biggest Richard Sherman fan. I love the guy. He's he's like a wrestling villain, and and I think it's great. You know, I like a guy that talks trash. I like a guy that's physical. He plays defense, which is I mean, being a corner is one of the worst jobs in the league, and and he does it and does it well, and I love that about him. But. Yeah, I, I don't do the trade. If, if he's available now, you know, in terms of the Eagles fit, if you're trying to finagle something like Kelsey is in that package, um, they need linemen desperately. Yeah, so yeah I, I mean, they, yeah. yeah, they need linemen better desperately. Better than Okong, right? They I would, guess. Yeah, they would take a shot. Well, a tackle, but yeah, it's better but, than. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you move him. Is, maybe you'd move. I, mean, Peters, the center over I think Mike Justin Britt. What it was? Jr. Sweezy, and he left. He was a guard. Yeah. Who knows? They got a shitty offensive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whoever's been you know sweeping up the locker room, that's the guy that starts at guard the next week. So well, they just brought in Eddie Lacy to play guard. So oh! hey! I think they're fine. No low main. Did you see his bonuses, by the way? No. Oh my god! If he, it's the, if he the, loses ten pounds over like basically six months. He makes fifty five thousand more dollars. Yeah, well, it's one. Of, god. It's one of the Where's two. Or, I believe it's one of the two or three highest weight clauses in the history of the NFL. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. It's what's insane. he been doing? Uh, what's he been? I guess well, you're hurt and you're eating. hungry and you he's want Chinese been food, eating right? Eating everything that he sees, he'd eat your fucking arm if he could, John. <laughs> I love it. He I got he it. got into sports talk radio. I think that's what he did. In yeah, the last yeah, months. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true, actually. Yeah. Free food is like my my death now. I yeah. can't say even if I'm not hungry at all, I eat the free food. It's I a, it's a yeah. of course. I, I, I had three breakfasts today because we got free food this morning. So <laughs> I yeah, I'm a mess. And that's where I kind of come back to uh, some of the stuff with just 
I don't know, the class overall. And I know there's, look, there's a lot of people saying it here. It's like, why, why are you guys even talking about this? The Eagles have no cap room. They do. They, that's what I'm saying. They ha- there is they have about I don't I don't know where it's at between Sports Track and the NFLPA website. They somewhere have like eleven to fifteen million dollars in cap room. And if if something like that were to come up, obviously you're going to cut a lot of bait. Yeah. If that happens to make that work out, the possibility of that happening here, again, not likely. But that's what I'm scared of, James. I like so you know Claiborne. I I understand he was Dallas. He wasn't that great. Uh, they replaced him with Nolan Carroll, which is hilarious still to me. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, he goes to the Jets. Uh, the, you're you're looking at the bottom of the barrel here with yeah. like Brandon Flowers. Yeah. And like, there's not going to be much difference. I understand that. Are they ever going to sign a cornerback? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm starting it's, to get uh, yeah. in panic mode. I understand that. No. Like, I don't know why everybody's freaking out. They said they were going to do this in the draft. It's one thing to say it. It's actually another thing to be like, okay, we just suddenly have full faith in in Joe Douglas and everybody that's going to be in here, and they're going to nail this thing. You're going to find two starting cornerbacks to come in here, n- no NFL experience, and just play in the. And and I don't know, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like if Todd McShay is telling me that there are nine or ten cornerbacks that are going to go in the first round, I hope the Eagles aren't one of them, because the the value of that is going to diminish so fast. And then you should just focus on the second and third rounds. Take yep. the best available player where, where they're where they're not going that way. But are they going to sign a corner or what? What what is the deal? Here? Look, I think they're going to sign a corner, and I also think that you know they're they're playing the long game with this June first cuts. There there will be people who you can suit up at cornerback available as it goes on. But I really do think they intend to take two corners. You know, assuming the value is there. Two corners in the first three rounds, first four rounds at worst. And I think they want to get those guys out there and play them. You know, I think they want them to develop. You're not going to develop in the league at cornerback unless you get out on the field and play. So and That's pretty uh, true of know, anybody. Yeah. yeah, so I think just the way this is kind of shaping up, the way it's playing out, I, sh- could they end up with a, a Flowers-esque kind of guy? Probably. I think they will bring in some veteran or two, whether now or after June 1st. But I really get the impression that we're going to have a, a young core of cornerbacks moving forward here. Jack, there are three centers on this football team right now. <laughs> three of them. You have Kelsey, you have Wiz, and you have Salem all. I'm not saying that they're all. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're all natural centers. And yes, you can do that. But then I can just make the same argument. You have five guards on this football team and no starting cornerbacks. There has to be something that's going to happen here, right? I In a trade agree. or something. I, I have some names for you, and I have some thoughts. I'm ready. So. Um, Last year, Ron Brooks, who I don't think is great, but it was clear when he went out and he had, to, he had to put Jenkins in the slot that that defense changed completely. So they need to find a slot corner, and I think the guy everyone's talking about, should be talking about, is Nickel Roby Coleman. Bring him in on a cheaper Hot deal. name right now. Yeah, well, I just think I think he's a perfect slot guy. I mean, I think he's a really solid slot corner that does his job well. Let's Jenkins slide back. I think that automatically makes the team better. Uh, and then one name who was a Pro Bowler in 2013 but was let go because of Vernon Hargraves being awesome. Alter Burner. Yeah, Alter Burner. And he was supposed to make six and a half million this year by the Bucks. They cut that because of Hargraves. Maybe get him on a cheap deal. Like you said, you opened the show with like the the the, the teams are looking at this draft class as. We can get cheap at corner and get just as good as talent, so maybe we can get a steal in Werner. He's, I don't know if he's great, but at least he, at, at worst he's a stopgap guy. Why you draft a guy and you have some stability and you're not trading Eric Rowe for a fourth. Yeah, exactly. That's a <laughs> exactly <laughs> snuck that in, yeah. and I love it. But that's how I feel too. Like they have to, they have to sign a veteran 
Somehow. They have to have somebody to go yes. out there and compete for a while. Like, there has always been – that's the reason why they got rid of Eric Earl, right? Because he walked in and he thought he had the job. So you're going to do that with a – and well, in a listen, a first or second or third round pick should automatically think that coming into this situation that that is their job and they should fight that way. But you have to have – that's what Jim Schwartz preaches almost all the time. You have to have competition. You have to have intensity. You have to have confidence. You have to do all that. Are you comfortable with Jalen Mills being an outside corner this year, Vince? Yeah, this is the time to do it. If you're gonna, it's either you do it now or you never do. And I, I like Mills. Uh, here's the thing: I'm gonna say the name that Mills kind of reminds me of, and everyone's going to groan. Deal with it, Richard Sherman, Carrie <laughs> Williams. Uh, yeah, okay, I, I can see that. He, yeah, just, he's, he's that you know, smaller I, than Carrie. Yeah, Williams. Sure. Like, yeah. Carrie, Carrie had guy. some length, in, but in forms of, like in terms of play style. You but mean. yeah, yeah, he could be that physical press man kind of corner. He's not going to be elite in any way, but he might be a solid second second starter. I think that's totally fine for a guy who was what a seventh round pick. Give him the shot this year. If he sucks, so be it. You can move him inside later, and, and also you know they can sign they can sign someone late. Like free agents are out there. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of gray hair out there, but it, it's someone they could use for a year. So there's a lot of time in free agency. This is that, like, you know, in science class, you'd pick through an owl pellet and you'd see, like, all the bones. You're like, oh, they ate, like, six wait, mice. Wait, wait, what, would we, what, what did we do in, what did we do yeah, in science class? Yeah, come on. You get <laughs> owl? owls, like, owls will, like, spit out this ball what of, like, feathers and bones. About? I've never and, heard and you this pick in my it. life. In yeah, my man. life. It's, all right. You're going you're gonna to dig through the scraps okay. is all what right. I'm dig saying. Dig through the scraps. I have weird analogies. You're going to dig through the scraps. You're going to see what's out there in the corner market, whether it is a guy like Alteron Werner, you can get him on a cheaper deal as the market dissipates. You can do that. Also, sleeper strategy here. One thing is, maybe Malcolm Jenkins is playing a lot of slot corner for you. Maybe Brooks goes down again. Get a good third safety so he can do that, and you're not exposed. Like, you're putting Chris Maragos out there, maybe, or an Ed Reynolds or Jalen Watkins. Like, those guys don't have it. You know they don't. Invest in a third safety because Jenkins gives you that versatility that if you have a good enough player, you can do it. You know who also good at playing safety? Uh, oh, yeah, Eric Rowe. So there, the, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and that's where, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I, I don't think that's, I just think that it's kind of, we are, we're too much into the, the Eagles will figure this thing out in the draft. I, because I get, it, it, we can say whatever we want about Joe Douglas, and I think he's obviously been great, and I feel I have faith, you know. I have faith, but I also just I want to see proof, and I think that's the hangup, and that's gonna that's gonna take a draft class to go and do it because there's still an inkling for me that even though that Howie has final say, that there's gonna be okay. We're here at fourteen. Let's just take Tease Tabor anyway, or like what? Let's just take one of those Florida corners, and then you're then you really start going yeesh. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. But uh, I, I agree, it's a very fair worry. But I, I, I just, I just want the the one thing to, to the, the one draft to go through, so we're all kind of diving in the pool, which leads me to my next kind of thing here. I, I don't know what people's expectations are for this draft class, or really what makes a good hit, what what makes a significantly good draft class. Is it one elite player, and then if the rest is is crap, much like it was last year, I think if Carson Wentz ends up being an a semi-elite or franchise quarterback, we don't care about what happens with the rest of the draft class because that ultimately is the the most important position and you hit on it. Yeah. But moving forward here, and you just look back, and, and it doesn't matter who's in charge. I went back and looked from 2006 until now, and it's just they don't help each other. None of these complement. You see draft classes with 13 picks and Deshaun Jackson came out of it. You see Macklin and McCoy 
and then dog crap. That's just after that. And then the next couple of years are just absolute train wrecks. And that leads all the way up to the last three years. Like, can I, I know it's only six picks, but Jordan Hicks is the only guy that's still here after 2015. I, I don't care. We can have debates about what GM did what or whatever, but that's just it's just unacceptable in an Eagles history that's moving on here. So what is going to make a good draft class? What are you expecting from Joe Douglas? Is it one or two players? Is it three or four? I ran a poll with 600 votes saying if you don't come away with three to four players out of this draft, it's not successful, and I think people's expectations are a little high on that. Yeah, I think that's fair. At the same time, it's all about the gradations of how good these players are, right? Like you said with the Carson Wentz example. And and I don't think the rest of the draft class last year is terrible. You know, we've seen good things from Samalo, Big V, you know, Jalen Mills we just talked about. As yeah, the contributors. contributors. Least, yeah. And I think that's where you get to. Look, if you can get three or four contributors out of a draft, I'm not talking, you know, great players or even like, you know, it's big time impact guys. If you can get three or four contributors out of a draft, that's a strong class. Like that's that will move your franchise forward. You just need to be able to have starters at cheap prices so that you can afford. That, that's why they're in the cap. Hell they're in. They have Carson Wentz on a rookie deal, yeah. and they're still up against the cap. You know, so uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I, I that's the way I lean at least. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, Vince. You have the kind of the. Where where do your expectations lie with with this draft class? How how much do they need to hit this one out of the park? I guess uh, I I really you know normally we were talking about before the show you you think like two to three is is about your expectation you want maybe a really good starter and a couple of depth guys you know rotational guys whatever but man this year I mean when the fact is they have so much needs. And and the class does fit up yep. like with this, everything. Everything. It's a, it's a great. That's yeah. the thing. There's they they like, need to hit more this year. I think in yeah. general, three to four got like. But this year and the situation they're in, especially with Wentz, and you know, not wanting to to waste any of this guy's you know career that we can. I think this draft class, and also with Joe Douglas and Howie doing it for the first time together. I think there's a little bit more importance that this class pans out than in recent years, at least. Yeah, Jack, when are you, what are you going to be disappointed when we look at two years later? Like, is it if, if only one guy, only two guys come out of this, one's a starter and one's like a major contributor, does that count as a successful draft to you? Not to, not to me. I, I think they need to, in a class like this that has so many you know holes that can be filled in it, I think they need to walk out with one very good, two starters, and quality depth. I don't think it's. I don't think that's out of this question. I think. It, I think they can find good value in the fourth and fifth rounds, and I think Joe Douglas has shown that. Well, he hope. did that last year in Chicago. That it, you know, he got a, a star in Howard, and he got a you know a really good role play. I so, mean, Floyd's a star. I, mean, I think. You know, I think the there's, depth there's is guys starting there. like like the Chiefs last year. The Chiefs had some random cornerback in the in the playoff game that I've never heard of, and he made a game ending interception. Like I, I would never imagine <laughs> yeah. that happening here. So no, no, because we, <laughs> we haven't seen it in seven years. I know. So just like yeah. there has to be quality depth everywhere, and I think they did all right in the uh, undrafted free agents last year with uh, what Shitu and. And uh, of Destiny Vio. Yeah, those. Yeah, they ended Steven up taking means. 238 snaps like, in between means. all those guys. Absolutely, yeah. like those things are important. And, and to Howie's credit, that's kind of what he's been really good at uh, when it comes to the draft part. I mean, you had you had Cedric Thornton being being that guy, Trey Burton, the, the, the Trey Burton, all that stuff. Like that's that's where I think he wins a lot. So I, I will I will say he's really good at a lot of that stuff. It's just. Well, the important stuff that's up above that's just been kind of <laughs> dipping. And, and I, I think I'm with you. I think my expectation from this draft and just because of – Vince, it's a great point. Because they're, all of their needs fit up exactly with the depth and power of this class, I need four guys. Yep. I need – I'm and I'm going to – I'll even say I need three starters out of this draft. 
I, I think that's fair. I really, I really do. I need I, two corners and a running back. I think and if then I get two there. starters and two contributors, I'm still happy. But you, you want three starters out of this draft. I, but just be, just because of the needs and what's there, yeah. I, I think I'd be disappointed. It's if you rare don't have three that a starters. class yeah, is going to line up like that. Yeah, and that, that it doesn't happen very often. So if if I'm if I'm with the Joe Douglas hype, then then that's what we need. I need three. I need three starters. And think the other fact of this, like you're talking about all these drafts. We're going back to 2006, and all of so a decade now of drafts that yeah. have completely bombed out. Well, what do you know? This team's old as dirt. And so you yes. like, yeah. So you need the youth. Like it's it's just the fact of all of these old guys. You're you, like half the old guys that they even have now. Uh, you know, Jason Peters was a guy that's getting pushed out the door. Kelsey is a guy that they've kind of given up on. Malcolm Jenkins is even theoretically on the block. Like these are foundational older guys that, and and we've said it in in some capacity that we're generally ready to move on from. Yeah. And so you you have no choice but to get youth now. Like they really, this is a really big draft. Yeah. It's 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 uh, the more and more you kind of think about everything and. What they need, and and even the even the holes that are maybe self created or whatever, like so. And this is this is the kind of confusing thing for me is when we talk about these drafts. Like we always remember 2012. That was Howie's like kind of go to thing. That necessarily doesn't look as great now. Even though we have, we I can't believe we're almost a half an hour into this podcast and we haven't mentioned Nick that Foles! Nick Foles is back Woo! in Philadelphia. Woo! Why don't you Why don't you open the podcast like they all shot with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on? Nikki franchise, you son of a bitch with a new haircut. How are you, sir? And that's a, see, that's what I, this this off season just drives me bananas because I, I understand is is Nick Foles really two and a half million dollars better than the next available backup there? I understand. Look, it's a it's a cushy situation where everybody's familiar with one another. I I, I didn't understand. It just goes back to like man that. The Daniel contract was terrible. Oh, atrocious. It was just awful. It, disastrous. Yeah. I mean, like they. it seems like they got out of it and how he kind of might have fixed some stuff on the way out with the restructuring. But, man, I mean, like talk about a miss, especially a miss where the entire fan base was like, what the fuck is this? What's going on here? You know, and that's just like I understand like there was a there was a lot going on at the time we weren't sure of Bradford's situation. Like whatever. It just but it, again it ends up like this. Who are you bidding and, against, and, right? Yeah, who are you bidding against and also why can't you pay Bennett Logan <laughs> six point eight five million dollars this year because that's really his base contract. Uh, well yeah, so the other thing with Chase Daniel, it's it's not just that the contract was bad, but the mental evaluation of the guy was so completely wrong. And and that's on Peterson, who knew this guy very well and convinced Roseman to make this deal. I mean, clearly he had a big hand in we it. We assume at least. So you have to. And and so when you look at it, like this guy comes in thinking, okay, I want to start. And we're like, oh, that's adorable. That's you know, cute. Get back out there, bud. And like in that first Tampa Bay game, you're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and oh so we God. we all knew. And like he should know at this point too. Like, okay, you want to fight for a starting job, but he is so jaded by the fact that he's not going to start that he yeah. asked for his release, which then costs you to lose all that cap money, and then have so you're losing what six million dead cap. And then you're going to have to go yeah. and pay Foles on top of that. I mean, his attitude makes this contract so much worse, and it makes the evaluation of him worse. You, you question Peterson. See, yeah. no, 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 no. I, it's it's Howie's or, fault or, for thinking Doug would be right about Jeff, anything like that. Or, or Jeffrey. Don't we don't know. Don't listen to Doug know. Peterson in those situations. <laughs> done yeah, and done, If Howie. we've learned anything, don't listen to Doug, and then definitely don't listen to, uh, uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking here. The the Bradford tie. Uh, God. Dang it. Pat Shermer? Yeah, Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer! Oh, there you go. Was a, there was yeah. a Pat Shermer. 
but, Offensive but, coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, I believe. Yes, Matt Turner. Don't, don't you shove it's North so Turner out of his job? Oh my! And the Him Vikings, and by the way, reunited. The Vikings, Sorry. by the Never way, again. what are they? Never what what, what are they doing? Latavius Murray Dude. and that whole like what are they? They're just Rick Spielman looks like more of an idiot every single day, which just makes me happy. Anyway, getting off topic from that, but so when I look at 2013 and people then say, "Well, Benny Logan's a great pick." <laughs> But now he's not here three years later. So I look at 2013 almost as a semi-failure. Because Cause, you only, cause Benny's not here anymore. But I, I, but because no, because of that and you're real, the only real guy that you have there is Lane Johnson and he could be gone into, uh, for a two-year suspension here if he screws up again. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you get, can't predict that. You, you get one elite player in Lane Johnson. I, st- I don't know. It, it's hard for me to just separate Benny Logan because I still think it was a great pick. And I think he turned well, it. it was the pick but itself. Was a, no, I'm with, I'm with you, John. I'm just saying the pick itself was a great pick, obviously. It was, it was certainly better than the third-round value. But it is hard to say it was a great draft class when the guy's not here for yeah, his no. first, you All know. Right. Now that I fully comprehended. Yeah, you didn't get the question at first, no. did you? <laughs> We're close. No comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I, I still support it. I support the draft. I do. I think it was fine because the main thing is, and, and the main question going into this year is talent evaluation. How can you do it? Are you any good at it? Can you get guys in later rounds? Benny Logan gives me that, and sure, it sucks that he's gone, but it gives me enough confidence, a guy like him, to believe that in this year where we're saying three starters, four, you know, three, four guys, we're talking about a, a heavy demand here. Like you're going to have to hit in the third round, the fourth round, and, and Benny's that kind of guy. So yeah, I I think it was a success. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say 2013 was not a success. Well, who else is in 2013? I think here's the thing. I mean, I think, look, like, just comparatively. Matt Barkley like, and Lane, Brandon Boykin. La- and well, Lane and, no, Lane, not Boykin. Oh, no, Lane, that's Lane and Ertz alone, uh, I, Ertz, even without right. Benny, Lane and Ertz alone, looking back, at least compared to other draft classes the Eagles had, is somewhat <laughs> but successful. Yeah, but, but that's yeah, not a like fair barometer, like I agree. But yeah. still, you can't look back and say it was a total waste of a draft. I mean, Lane and Ertz are both theoretically pieces for this team move legitimate pieces for this team moving forward. I think it's because I'm down on Ertz. That's that's really why. It's, yeah, it's a combination fair. of like eh, he's not really a, uh, he's still get it. he's still probably a top he's, 10 tight end. Yeah. Statistically he is, but our eyes yeah. don't tell us that. From, well the from, since he play makes it difficult. Yeah, as soon as they're eliminated, he's a fucking great yeah, he's a tight beast. end. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not he he's fine for what he is. He needs yeah. to prove I'm it. Just saying, he like, has not proved it. Yet. I don't uh, right now. If we're if we're going back and grading that thing, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. What we'll, we'll, we'll see here. What I will continue to grade, and what we uh, grade every single podcast, and especially now that just like we're we're all pumped for the uh, March Madness brackets, and and uh, it is the best time of the year, as James was saying earlier here. Uh, it, it, if you don't have clip it during during this time, it is astoundingly bad because. The buzzer beaters, there was a potential one that, that happened today that uh, Princeton came really close. I was ready to freaking clip the hell out of that and just, you know, that's my favorite part of uh, of this year. So an entire weekend of basketball for highlights, for your blog, for whatever it is, uh, uh, the hottest app that is out there is still indeed clip it. It is live television in the palm of your hand. You can make high-quality HD 30-second clips we can share on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to put them. And again... It's not just for that, too. Listen, there there are, and I know you can live stream from, from the, all the different CBS websites and things like that. If you're on the road, you're screwed. And Clip It allows you to watch games that way. Or if if there's an amazing play in your Twitter feed and you want to go back and see it, bang, it's right there from mm-hmm. live where it is all the way uh, back to two hours. So ClipIt.tv, at ClipIt.tv uh, for that 
wonderful. It's again for your uh, Android, for your uh, iPhone, and it's and it's all right there for you. We are uh, going to hit some questions before we get out of here. Before we do that, we do have some draft party news that is, that is happening. So slowly creeping out. We're getting things together. Sales guy John is an amazing person. John Love Gentile. Love sales guy John. So we will say, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to forget the date, Tw- the 27th, 26th. Tw- you're talking about what's locked in already? The yes. 26th is locked in. Okay, so get your shoes ready because for the very first time ever, <laughs> oh, man. the BGN Radio podcast is heading to Delilah's, the strip club. <laughs> For a, for, a, 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 yeah. for a BGN Radio pre-draft party yes. that's going to be there. I'm not exactly sure on the time. I think we're going to go 8 it's o'clock gonna be, and later. Uh, it's gonna, I think there's going to be an after-hours-esque feel yes. to it. If not, if not, maybe even in the name or something like that. <laughs> so, but, but you buried the lead. The best part about this is it will be Brandon Lee Gowton's first time in a yes. strip club <laughs> yes. ever like, he's never, never been. Never. Brandon Lee Gunn has never been to a strip club. Never. So that, yeah, we're very oh excited. Oh, my God. So yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, for me, and I think for it's just kind of how it works out. Strip clubs are awesome, and then uh, as you get older, they're they not as awesome. worse and worse and worse. So and I'm, worse. I'm excited to go back. And, I haven't been to a strip club in about 10 years. So uh, it's, it's. Please welcome Bambi to the stage. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, stepping down <laughs> is stage number four. Get your ones out. Uh, I did okay. that because John actually used confession, to do confession. that. Confession, that, <laughs> that was one of my first jobs. Ever. No, that's awesome. Yes, John. Yes. yes. Very, very big confession. So when, when, I, when I moved out to the West Coast and, and times were tight, they were looking for a <laughs> DJ that was there. Oh, my God. So I was the guy that uh, did it. I did that right. for about four to six months. Best and, best stripper name that you came across. Ooh. Oh, it, uh, Bambi was probably the only <laughs> one that was there. And it's a was, great they're, one. They're all, they were all pretty standard. You know, Sean, Sean Porsche, Lexus. Porsche, yeah, yeah. Just go through. The, the nice car models and yeah, yeah so, the and there was a, there was always a bit like somebody always had like a laser something or other coming Ooh. out of a thing so it would always be like a hoo-ha maybe? gentlemen get your ones ready it's bubbles and there would just be like, <laughs> pish, 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 like lights just coming out of nipples and vaginas and things like that so you did I'm a tra- fembot strip club yeah anyway basically something like that so uh, lock fembot that in thursday club. Uh, April twenty sixth. I believe it'll be Wednesday because the draft begins on Thursday. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. See, I'm all. I'm too excited. That's, That's why he's here. here. That's why he's here. So, so uh, yeah, it's we're a good team. We will have. I'm. I'm sure we'll have some form of giveaways and things like that. But if you want to get. Uh, uh, a little loose that night. You want to get a little raunchy while you're down here in Philadelphia visiting. Uh, that that will definitely be a, won't be the official. No, <laughs> won't no. be the official. That we're working on that. Uh, there, there's we're supposed to have official word on that soon. sometime very very soon. soon. So we're waiting on that as well. But we're we, doing something. Is yes, the yes. We, <laughs> we, we, we're doing something, and it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be really. It cool. might be limited. I'll, I will. I will say that. Yeah. So we got to figure out how it's all going to work. But it's going to be very cool, and we will we will get as many people who want to be there there. <laughs> as we possibly can. That's cool. right. So we do want to answer your questions, and of course, as always, follow us on Twitter.com at BGN underscore radio. This is our good friend Brian, who always uh, rips me for the the Sam Bradford love, and, and rightfully so at this point. Uh, Vince, which player right now that you've seen mocked at 14 would you absolutely hate if it turns out to be true? Ooh. You know the guy that I've I seen d- a few. You, the guy that I don't want. He's he's super popular right now. It's Dalvin Cook. I don't want him. How about that? I don't hey. want him. I, he concerns me in a way that, and I hate to say this, but the guys. This is another cringe moment. He reminds. He is a. He's like a superstar potential version of Bryce Brown. He kicks it outside. 
Wow. He kicks it wow. outside. That is a fl- Man, I mean, like, I have concerns, too, but a Bryce Brown comp, I real, never real, thought real I would quick. hear. This so whole we, game we already is- heard a Jalen Mills, Kerry Williams comp yes. from yeah, and yeah. now you are, you are bringing it with the weird, random comps. It's the Argyle sweater. Yeah, it it's, all, it's all in the sweater, baby. But no, I Apparently, John everything- Kincaid loves the sweater. Oh, uh, yeah, he's going to burn it, I think, when he comes to Philly. <laughs> so... So no, I I watched his tape and and everything I see about him, it's like wow, he's explosive and he, and he can be exciting and he's got good hands. But man, everything he does is outside and and some guys don't transition. And the fact of the matter is, like this is just a general draft thing. No people are willing to admit going into the draft that like two thirds of the top prospects are going to be busts. Like odds uh-huh. are these guys aren't going to work. Dalvin Cook is a guy that I'm not in on. Guys take a while to adjust to the NFL game. It's a different running style. He goes outside. I don't like that. I don't want him. Don't give him to me at 14. Teron would yell at me uh, as always for saying this, but sorry, the combine made me go. Yeah, I'm out at 14, especially 14. Like, yeah. Second round, he wanted to, and the same the same things, and because he was successful. I look at his offensive line, and his offensive line was really good. So, again, like those those things are, are red flags. I think I'm out there, too. Does anybody have any really bad names that they would be upset with at 14? Well, you know, I mean, we talked about this on the uh, Saturday show on WIP, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not a John Ross guy, at least not that high. I'm That's not insane to me. I, I, look, what else does he do? Sure, he's fast, but I just What else does he do? Oh, James, yeah, go look at on. the tape, buddy. Come on. He's, I'm he's just a complete not a wide huge, receiver. Yeah, we'll see. I, it was, <laughs> yeah. he, he comes off as soft to me, and I've... I have not looked at the tape, per se, but I've looked at some YouTube highlights. The James, uh, the James there, Seltzer heart meter there, is just there, not there. There, there it is. Right. The James, that's right. Can I steal that from John Lynch? No? There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Trademarked, I thought. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Uh, Jack, anybody on coming think, to your mind? I'm sure you know my answer. It's it's Marlon fucking Humphreys. Don't, <laughs> t- don't touch him. Don't. I know. I, know, I totally take I know Joe Humphrey. Douglas loves the Alabama guys, but no, I don't want him. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. That's 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 pretty much all the three that I've seen there that I, I, I would I take like. But I I I would like uh, yeah. John Ross at fourteen. I think that's okay. Depending again, it all depends on what's what's on the board there. Uh, let's stick with you, Jack. Uh, would you trade away Jordan Matthews straight up for Kyle Fuller right now? I think. I, well, I want to hear your. I really haven't watched much Kyle. Like, has Kyle Fuller been a bust? Has he been all right? He's been injured. He's been injured. He's been injured. In Pretty the, good and, when and, he played. And in Chicago is is thinks. I mean, John Fox called him out. He basically called that's what James said about John Ross. He called him soft. Nice. It's really tough because I think if Aguilar comes along, then it makes way easier to it makes it way easier to get rid of Jordan Matthews. So that's never going to happen. So I, I understand. Disregard that uh, as but, a possibility. Yeah. I'm not fully done on the Aguilar as a third or fourth receiver. Yeah, still, there we go. I'm still here. Welcome I'm to still, the party. There I, it is. No, it's, it's bad because I watched the Cal game. You're going to like, die over the weekend. on that hill. I watched the Cal game. They had 13 catches in the first half. Um, it's a different I, person. It I was know, a different human I know, being I know. playing it. He's got a different he, number. He's fine. He's Mike fine. Mike I would not trade him for Kyle Fuller. I agree. I don't think that's – I think that's too – I think it's too much. I think that's too much for if now Chicago throws in a sweetener. And yeah, if you can get a, then, a fourth then, or something in there, I'd then do I'm it. okay. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Then I'm on that on that level there. Uh, yeah, I'd do it. I, I loved it. I loved Kyle Fuller. I did too. But if, if it weren't him. for the injury stuff, I, it's just I feel like he has not been healthy for a while, and I feel like if you knew. Look, we're not in that room. We're not, you know, giving their, their, you know, doing the medicals and stuff. And as long as the Sixers medical staff isn't involved, uh, I should be all right with whatever they do. But <laughs> can you, can you yeah, I, uh, I like Kyle Fuller a lot, but I feel like that's a touch deep. 
Uh, this is from our good friend Milford, 236 Eagle, Eagles Flyers Pocono, who's always uh, very active out there. What should the Eagles draft strategy be in regards to defensive end? Uh, I think it's the second most important position in the NFL after quarter, uh, QB, and I think Eagles. many Eagles fans are in denial about this. Uh, I know James is very much on that train. <laughs> yes. same, same wavelength, and I think we've had a couple of BGN radio shows where we tried to debate like which ones. I've literally the next said that important. same thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, what what should be the strategy for them there? Well, look again. I, I I think it all any strategy comes back to who's on the board when you're picking and the available players, or obviously trading up, trading down, depending on what's there. But I, if there's a if there's a, a good edge rusher on the board at 14, I'm taking him. Like, my draft strategy is take edge rushers. You know, you need <laughs> edge rushers. Yeah. Like, your best defensive end is Brandon Graham, who's significantly better against the run than the pass. And, and you know, what else you got? You got, obviously, Cox in the middle, but you need edge rushers on this team. Vinny Curry, you have to look at that as a failure, okay? And look, hopefully we get... Something out of any because I, I, I uh, disappointment based on the contract, but I don't think he's as bad as what we saw last year. I think there's we've seen flashes at least there where I, I have some hope, but you need edge rushers. So my philosophy is if they're there, take them. Yeah, and that's where I got. And, and again, Teron is uh, uh, another one that's turned me on to this guy is uh, Jordan Willis, who's named who I mean, again, had a fantastic combine. His tape is so odd and weird uh, because it is like. You you see the burst as the quote unquote force player that everybody talks about and is you know big important deal for a lot of those guys the spark score guys and things like that. But then like half of this half of his other team is like that's disgusting. <laughs> but then again, it's just and and Ben says this a lot too when it comes to pass rushers, bet on the athlete. Yep, bet on the athlete yep. because they're yeah, then, it's then it's about Thomas. technique. Solomon yeah. Thomas argument exactly. It's the same way. And I honestly think the Bears might take him at three. I think, he, he I think he's shooting up, flying up yep. the draft boards yep. now. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go ahead of Jonathan Allen. Who saw that coming? He he is going to go ahead of Jonathan Allen. Did you yeah. see? Did you see the way that Pete Carroll was looking at Jonathan Allen today? No, no. it looked no. like he's never seen like a more beautiful human being. <laughs> <in his life. laughs> uh, to the way back, he looked at Richard Sherman once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that there was a. It's a circle back to the uh, who I'd be upset at fourteen because I, I had to look it up because Josh Norris had mentioned this, and Josh Norris is a guy I pay attention to because he doesn't do mock drafts of like. Here's where I think people are going based on my evaluations. It's like here's what I'm hearing about the yeah, NFL, yeah, which is the way to do it. Yes, which uh, which Jeremiah is Jeremiah does it that way too. Yes, uh, Garon Conley from the other so Lattimore's uh, counterpart there at Ohio State. Yeah. I would fucking hate that. Yeah, that seems. <laughs> I would. Like I aggressive. would get very upset by that. Like yeah. I understand. Like a lot of people look at him and go, "He's already an NFL ready corner," and he does the technique and a lot of that is. I'm not taking anything away from him, but. If we're talking about reaching that high for corners yeah. at fourteen, I'm I I would almost I can't believe I'm going to say this. If you're if you're thinking about taking a guy like that, I would almost ask you to trade down at that point and Whoa! go get an extra round pick because I am not that is stop the podcast. That is not yes. my life. Stop it. Get him, John. My, my life. Get my life is not about selecting the 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 tenth worst or tenth best corner at fourteen. Like it's just it's just not there for me. So uh, I, I I honestly think that. They should stay away from corner of the first round still. Even if it just stays like this, as I knock over my coffee and catch it before anything spills. Well, the same. Woo, how about that? Wow. Uh, but that is, uh, yeah, that's where I'm kind of at about that. And and again, I'm I'm with James, and in, in, I don't know, Vince, you feel the same way about pass rushers in this, especially in this class, too. Uh, yeah, you need talent, man. Uh, they are they're in such a bare position. Who, who comes off the bench when Vinnie Curry's hurt or Brandon Graham's hurt? Right now, you're looking at, what, Marcus Smith? It's like, yeah, and the guys oh, we talked about before, Stephen Means and guys like that. 
that? Like, yeah, yuck. Nothing. You have nothing. I mean, this, and really, you have one defensive end total on your roster. Curry is a, you know, he was a good third down guy two years ago. But for the money he's making, all you have to assume that, like James was saying, you have to assume that Curry was a mistake. You got to start drafting against that if you can, and and hope for the best. I mean, their edge rushers are hard to come by, so you're not going to get a, any great players in free agency. They don't they really exist. They ne- yeah, so rarely hit the market. And if you guys. if you believe so in Jim Schwartz, like Olivier Vernon, and get paid two hundred million dollars. If you believe <laughs> if you believe in Jim Schwartz, you need those pass rushers. I mean, that's what his whole defense is yes, predicated around. True. So if you if you plan on him being your defensive coordinator for the next five years or whatever, you need those pass rushers because they make the corners better exactly and that's and as john ritchie always says too the secondary is called the secondary for a reason you need to go and attack it there absolutely this this is kind of interesting too because this is where we're going to transition into benny logan and pass rushing and a lot of that because the eagles reportedly were very friendly with jonathan hankins that was kind of the thing going out and then Later on, Ian Rappaport saying like uh, he's asking for ten million dollars. I think it was year. actually Jordan Renan who put. Oh, that Jordan Renan yeah. did. I'm sorry, actually our old BGN friend yeah, who's uh, yeah. again a part of that class too. Uh, so this leads right into Grant Crandall's uh, question here: If the Eagles can find a way to sign him and draft two corners in the first four rounds, do you think the defense would be kind of set at that point? Sure. I mean, you're basing a lot of faith that those two corners are going to be absolute studs. Yes. And and get, I'm I'm I I don't get. Can I just say I don't. Also, no, ten million. We we yeah, uh, no. get ten million. I would rather have paid yes. Benny what he's getting. I mean, come yes, on, like, one, and yeah. he's a good player, Hankins. But and, and you're going to be a long term long term deal too. It's a, you're, I mean, him and Cox. Like, it's a lot of money long term invested in your in in that part of the defense. And, and it's so interesting because I can I just say how many phone calls we have gotten throughout this entire off season where it's been. Oh, you can't pay two defensive tackles $10 million. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Jonathan Hankins just comes out and you don't have Benny Logan. He's like, oh, let's pay the defensive tackle $10 million. It's like, come let's, on, people. You know, and I'm not saying with Grant. That, that he's not saying that. I'm just saying no, in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, though. If there's a way to figure it out and it's not $10 million. He's a I great mean, player. Yes. I, I, I think that's going to come back and bite them in the butt. If they, you're talking season. about the Giants if they let him leave, are you talking about? I'm talking about if they don't feel that defensive tackle. Oh, oh just as a, a general thing. So, yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, like, like I like Bo Allen. I think he's a nice player, but he's he's a rotational guy. And he's an guy awesome in my guy, mind. by the way, because he plays Overwatch. All right? Sweetheart right, of a guy. Oh, does he? He plays Overwatch all the time. He's so. a really he's nice guy, too. Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But either way, I mean, like, I like Logan, and I think he could be serviceable there, especially if you have legit edge rushers, you know, but they don't. They need they need more impact guys along that line, and—, and you know, as much as I like Bo Allen and he is good against the run, I don't think he's enough of an impact there. Yeah, uh, neither do I. Um, and we'll 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 uh, end it with uh, with Bruce here. Uh, what round now do you think that Sidney Jones is is going to project to fall to? Which is, <laughs> I, it's so hard. I have no idea. Uh, I think if unless they could, the only team that I could see pulling the trigger again in the second round on a guy like this is the Cowboys. Dallas. Um, here's the thing, and, and I think you should, I think yeah. you should draft him in the. And what, I, I think third round is okay. That's what I was gonna mm-hmm. say. Wouldn't you also think after the Jalen Smith thing, maybe they're a touch more gun shy because it looks like that kid it might never really be healthy. Yeah, um, I feel really bad. For that yeah, guy, it man. sucks. It really does, and it sucks for Sidney Jones. This whole thing sucks. But I, I, I think the only other thing we could add is that we can't actually look at the Achilles. We don't have the doctor's reports, medical. Yeah, no so, idea. like, I, I think that's going to play a role if it... And, but either way, I mean, it's not like an ACL. And Achilles is like, that's bad, man. That's a really tough... I mean, Jason Peters is one of the few football players I remember to come back strong from an Achilles, obviously two of them. It's a really hard injury to come back for, especially for guys who have to jump. It really takes your, your leaping ability away or at mm-hmm. least diminishes it. So... 
I, I'd take a shot on him in the third or the fourth, probably depending on what's on the board. But it, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to be close to what he was. Yeah, and it's real. It's real sad too, because the only reason why I was doing it for the pro day is just to get some other scouts to see is his teammates. That's the only reason, really, why. And it just sucks, you know. It's just like uh, a routine drill, too. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, man. And who knows? It could have happened in a well, in that's training the point. camp. It could have been walking so, to the store or whatever. Yeah, it's just a freak accident. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's. Jack, where are you at with uh, with Sidney Jones? He's you think a big Sidney Jones fan. I, we all are. That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, it's crazy. Hanky. Hanky. <laughs> Always Hanky. The guy <laughs> has taught me more than any of my professors in college about team building. And it's all your professors about... weren't getting deep into team they building philosophy. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so that's why that's why I didn't do that's why I didn't do well in school. Um, <laughs> I would take him in the third, and I hope he's still there because I'm betting on the talent. And it's like having another first round pick, like the Cowboys fans have been politely reminding us for the last year and a half. Um, I think <laughs> they just Sydney... got a first round pick because you said that. Way to go, Jack. I think uh, I think Sidney Jones is worth it. I think I don't know. I mean, I saw it deteriorate Ryan Howard's career, but he also wasn't a 22 year old. Yeah, it he really older. depends. It really depends on and his age. body size yeah, too. I mean, yeah. Ryan Howard's a big man you see with the a lot of weight. If, if on it's that, like you know, I don't know. You can come back from Achilles. You can. You gotta see. Yeah, you gotta sure. see what the injury is. Just don't be D'Amico Ryan's and yeah, at that point, and don't don't do it back to back. And yeah, there, I mean, there's there's a chance that he can, and it's not that it's not going to be you know his his career's over. But it could, you it know, that's it. Be, it we might not know. be as good. Look, it's know. not as bad as the Jay. I mean, the Jalen Smith injury was worse when it happened. Like yeah, that was nerve one more, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. so, it, the, yeah, he can come back. But again, like it, he, like he really also could not. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's the yeah. way you got to look at. It, is like it really is a significant risk. Well, there's a lot of corners like that too yeah. that it happens. I mean, for the Eagles, like th- this is diving back the well a little bit. Remember Jack Iguanagu? Oh like, yeah, he was a guy that was going to be a first round pick. If you like Jack Iguanagu, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of corners, I feel like. Uh, there was a corner that the, the Patriots, I think, drafted maybe two or three years ago that had torn something and fell. Like, those guys do come up a lot. I feel like particularly at that position, they get taken in mid-rounds with, hey, he'll recover, and they don't. Yeah, the yeah. kid from Oregon who was, uh, yeah. what was his I, name? Ifo. Uh, Ifo. Ifo. Yeah, yeah, like he was probably going to be a first-round pick before Without that. A doubt. And Without a doubt, he never was. Been what, was the same. what was his injury? This was ACL, ACL, I think, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah, but a bad one. These, but a bad one. Yeah. When you're tearing ligaments and things, and you're in a you're in a corner position where the wide receivers. I mean, first off, you're, as a corner, generally you're already at a height advantage, yeah. And you have to be as fast and you know more explosive than those guys yep. are to keep up. So I don't know, like may, maybe the third, may, maybe more the fourth. It's it's a big risk for. I, that w- position. I would love to use one of those fourths. Like if he can fall the fourth, you have two. That's fourth what round I think. Picks. I think you can yeah. for the Eagles. It's much different for the Eagles. You. Can, yeah. you can if you're the, the Patriots, fourth. maybe you could take a shot yeah. in the third round. Totally. Like the Browns, you take them in the second. Screw yeah. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, not, no, yeah. totally agree. Yeah, that's absolutely. the thing. Yeah. Like, that, they have all those picks. Yeah, they're in a masterful well. spot right now to do that kind of thing. They're, yeah. they're doing a great job. I could definitely I could definitely see that. Uh, what, I, what you can definitely also see, once this podcast is done, maybe it's already out before and maybe you've seen it already, but uh, it is time for the BGN Radio Pro Day. Ooh. So as soon as we're done here, we're going to line up four beautiful Bud Lights, and we're going to see how many we can chug. Are we setting odds in forty seconds? Uh, I don't. I'm see. James is very confident, and, like insanely. And I'm not like, in. Con- like grossly yeah. confident. Yeah. yeah. So that I kind of want to bet against them because of that, and yeah. and it just yeah, gonna, one of these. I mean, I'll take the field. I guess. So okay. I'll, I'll take me. I'm not very confident in myself that I could beat James, but you know, I'm 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 uh I don't know, I'm confident that this kid just got out of college here, you know? That's the, he's still got that 
He's still got that mo. He's winking right now. Yeah. <laughs> like like shoeless, shoeless Joe I feel, Jackson. I feel pretty good about my chances. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, oh, no, like Moonlight Graham. That's right. He, did. he just gave you the Moonlight Graham wick. You know, he's just, he just want to see what's going on. No, there. It's, it's like when Jordan would hit a shot and he'd walk down. He'd jog backwards and then wink. <laughs> All right, let's crowd. end it. He just compared himself to Jordan. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, so uh, there will LeVar be. Ball did too. There will be. A, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that guy. Uh, undraftable. So there is, uh, <laughs> there is uh, a video that will be posted somewhere on our on our timeline by the time I think you're done listening to this and you can see who is who is the winner. We're going to keep that going too. It's just going to it's 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 basically uh it's our OTAs for for um, tailgating. Yeah, we can't so run the and jump and do sparks type stuff. We yeah. we don't do that stuff. We do what we can do. Yeah, we can drink beers, we can we can do like you know, cooking contests and eating contests Definitely and things like that. So we'll, down the road we'll, too. we'll get all that stuff and might holler at our boy E-Rock to try to get get something together too. It'll be a little fun. Uh let's roll into some final thoughts here James Seltzer. I'm going to fucking kick all your asses in like five <laughs> seconds in this drinking thing. I can't wait. Jack Fritz, uh, your final thoughts here, Captain. Uh, it's funny how uh, Coach K's back problems also went away once Duke started winning. Yeah, wow. Interesting. I'm with him on that one. Interesting. How about that? Vince Quinn, your final thoughts, sir. You know, I have a bracket out against my girlfriend. I just need to win. That's it. That's it. It's it's I, just I, one on one. Is there's a, there's a private group. It's just me and her, and I I got to wow, win. Wow, one on one. I love How about that. That, that is some balls. Right I used there. to be in a bracket where it was like um it was like fifteen thousand people. It was insane. Like the the winner got you know like twenty thirty thousand dollars. It was crazy. Emily picked the exact final four one year. And we were in for, we were going to win thirty thousand dollars, but then of course both teams lost. And, <laughs> oh, but no. like my wife has no idea. She literally picked the final four dead on in this thing, and we came pretty awesome. Really did, you, close. did you tweet about it back then? So I don't think I don't I don't know if I had Twitter <laughs> back tagger, then. Tagger again? I can. If oh, did, I did tweet it, last year. She if always you didn't tweet beats about me. it. Doesn't count. My wife beats me every year. It's, it's amazing. Like, it's it's hot. yeah. It's it's great. <laughs> it is hot. It is hot. <laughs> uh, I also like to know is that the uh, is that the, it, it turned into girlfriend just like that. Yeah, how about that? Ooh. I just because I just remember Vince telling me he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go on a few dates," and that was uh, a couple weeks ago. It's it's everybody's falling in love at the same time. I'm folks. quite it's the been, catch, John. Do Jack is Jack? Are you on board? Yeah, you need a uh, somebody. To, yeah, I mean, Jack is a very Jack's handsome got a man. Girl, by come on, the way. for quite some time. I have a girlfriend her name for like Jill, forever. Uh, seven, no, <laughs> seven years. Like no, 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 I, no yeah. I'm good. I'm just checking because if you if he got you, real seven, offended. Whoa, and he's like a baby. I've had this conversation with him before. Jack's seven years. My longest relationship's been that long. I'm 33. I'm married to my wife. We've been together like nine years. It's amazing. I mean, fantastic. Look at this. Once you find the right one, why would you let it go? That's exactly right. Why would I let my Benny Logan go? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I will will leave it at that because that pretty much took all the final thoughts out of the room. For BGN Radio, episode number 229, I'm John Barcher. For James Seltzer, Jack Fritz, and Mr. Vince Quinn, we will see you. For 2.30, right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. Bye, bye, bye.